As you watch this teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Welcome to Home Group. This is Wednesday night. And tonight I'm here with Denise Renner, Joel Renner, and Paul Renner. And it's so good that we Renners are together. I miss Philip. I miss Philip too, but he's doing what he's called. He is doing exactly what he's called. And pray for Philip. Philip has an awesome ministry, traveling, preaching, leading worship. We're so proud of what he's doing, and we're proud of what you guys are doing. Well, thank and I'm proud of what you're doing. Hey, thank you, Mr. Renner. But home group, thank you for joining us tonight. It's an honor we can be with you and study the Word of God. The Word of God, we talked about it last night. It's the truth, and that is so wonderful. And if you missed last night's home group, please go back and watch it. It was so very exciting. Good. Mm -hmm. Hey, but we want you to get the download, which is free. Just go to renner.org to the homepage, and you'll find right there on the homepage a place where you can download this week's study guide, which is Dress to Kill. And it's huge. It is amazing that it is a free resource. It's like a book. It, uh, you know what? It really is like a book. I put hours and hours into it. Our editors work on it. We work so hard on it because we want to lay a banquet on the table for you. And that's why we want you to come to the table. All you have to do is go to renter.org and download it. It's yours for free. And we're also offering you right now the accompanying series. It's 10 parts. First time I ever taught the whole book. The book is called Dress to Kill. And I don't usually say this about my books, but many people consider this to be a Christian classic. It is all over the world. Interesting that I wrote it in 1991, just as we were getting ready to move to the former Soviet Union. I didn't realize what a period of warfare we were moving into in our life. This book prepared us. And the overflow of this book has affected lives all over the world. If you don't have this, please go to renner.org and download it and get this series that goes with it. Can you believe, guys, the first time I ever taught the whole book? And here it is. And it comes in audio, video, all kinds of formats. You should order yours today. And remember that if you need prayer, we want to pray for you at Rick Renner Ministries. Just call 1-800-742-5593 or send your email to prayer at renner.org. Our team will take that prayer request. They'll begin to go to heaven. We believe Jeremiah 33, 3. I love that verse. Yes. Call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things. But you know, it's not just enough to call. You got to call in faith. God responds to faith. And Denise and I and our team, we know how to pray in faith. We'll pray in faith with you and God will show you mighty things. I believe that. But tonight we're going to go back to Ephesians chapter 6. But Denise Renner, I want you to say hi to our home group. Well, hello home group. Are you enjoying this? You know, this, these are our weapons. And we really do have an enemy. And he really does come after, try to come after us. But the greater one is inside of you than he that's in this world. Amen. And he's placed all this armor on us. And it's a privilege and not just a privilege, let me say. It is a responsibility that we learn what it is that he's given us so that when the enemy does come, we don't just stand there and just go, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I think how awful if we were just naked in front of the devil. Oh. But we're not. No. We are dressed to kill. We're dressed to kill. But also when you said that, Rick, 
He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Jesus never leaves us nor forsakes us. And he is even called a buckler. You know, the Lord's called a buckler. Oh, amen. He'll stand right between you and the enemy. And so we got what it takes to overcome. Paul Renner, I'm glad that we can be here together. And please open Ephesians chapter 6 because that's where we're going to begin today. You know, I was reading Sparkling Gems yesterday. You read Sparkling Gems? Yes, I read Sparkling Gems. Sparkling Gems is great. Now, I'm going through Sparkling Gems number one, but there's also number two. And as I'm reading Sparkling Gems number <laughs> one, you find Ephesians chapter six scattered all over the book. I think, wait a minute, that's Ephesians chapter six again. And then, you know, a few weeks goes by and then, oh, there's Ephesians chapter six again. You know, you can never get enough of Ephesians chapter six. In fact, somebody said <laughs> in the comments this week, he's taught on this before. Yeah, and I'm going to teach on it again. This is something you need to be refreshed in over and over and over. And tonight we're going to go back to Ephesians 6, verse 14, which we covered last night. So let's go there, guys. You ready? Mm -hmm. It says, stand therefore. Oh, I love that word stand. It pictures a Roman soldier with his head held high, his shoulders back, standing tall. Since you're a victor, act like it. Act like it. You know, sometimes you just have to act like it. Acting is very powerful. You got to say to yourself, hey, cut it out. Quit cutting yourself all this lazy slack. Hold your head high. Throw your shoulders back. Stand tall. Act like who God says you are. That's really what this means. Stand therefore. That's who you are, so act like it. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. We covered that last night. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. Did you guys enjoy that last night? Mm -hmm. And tonight we're going to move on to the next verse where Paul says, And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The word shod is a Greek word, hupodeo. Listen to this. It's a compound of two words. The word hupo means under. The word deo means to bind. When you compound the two words together, here it's translated as the word shod in the King James Version. But it's something tightly bound to the bottom of one's feet. And the word preparation is a Greek word which carries the idea of readiness for movement, which means when the peace of God is affixed in your life, when it's really bound into your life, you're ready to move. This is required for spiritual movement. The word peace, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The word peace is the Greek word arene, which depicts the cessation of war. Listen to this, guys. Conflict that is permanently put away. It describes a time of prosperity, the rule of order in place of chaos. It is a calm inner stability that results in the ability for one to conduct himself peacefully even in the midst of difficult circumstances. It is the equivalent of the word shalom, which expresses the idea of wholeness, completeness that is unaffected by outward circumstances or pressure. Now, listen to this. The shoes which were worn by a Roman soldier, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Here we have another replica, which I purchased in a store near the Pantheon in Rome. Look at this. The Bible says shod, hupo deo, tightly bound around the feet. These shoes were made of multiple straps, and a Roman soldier really tied them tightly, tightly, tightly on his feet. And when his shoes were really affixed, tightly around his feet, 
it gave him the assurance that he could move. He was ready to move. If he had a loose-fitting shoe, it could fall off. These shoes would not fall off. And there's something else very important. On the bottom were what was called hobnails. Now notice, I'm just running my hands across these because they're blunted so they won't hurt anybody. But for a Roman soldier, they were not blunted. They were sharp. They were hob nails. They were nails. They were very sharp. And notice that the bottom of their shoe was covered with them. Why? Several reasons. First of all, these nails were sufficiently long enough that when you put your foot into the ground, it held you in place. This is very important. Peace will hold you in place. The enemy will try to push you. He'll try to move you. He'll try to get you to surrender that place that God's called you to, that the peace of God enables you to stay in your place. I say that when the peace of God's working in your life, you're like a palm tree in a hurricane. You ever seen a palm tree in a hurricane? Oh, yeah. I mean, they just <clears throat> nearly bend over and touch the ground, but when the wind is finished, their roots have held them in place. They just pop right back into place. And that's what the peace of God does. The enemy comes and says, I'm going to push you. I'm going to move you. That the peace of God enables you just to stay in your place. Isn't that powerful? Very powerful. That's encouraging to me because sometimes people talk about peace as something very fleeting. Like I have peace and then I don't have peace or I feel peace. And then somewhere, some, at some point, peace just kind of evaporated. But you're talking about a peace that holds you in place. That's right. You're talking about a peace that gives you stability. Even if someone's pushing against you, you have something else holding you in place. Well, you know why we live today in Russia? Because of the peace of God that has held us in place. We have been through enough events in three decades that most people would have run away. What's kept us here? Peace of God. It's an inner tranquility. It's a calmness that holds you in the midst of a storm. And in fact, there's another part of the shoes that I forgot to bring to the set tonight, I'm sorry, called the grieve. And the grieve went from the knee all the way to the ankle. It was a piece of metal that wrapped around your legs. It was very important and it was considered to be a part of the shoe. And the reason it was important, just imagine, it's like walking in boots of steel, is because Roman soldiers walked through really rocky places which would cut their thighs. They walked through thorny places, which would just shred their thighs. But because their shins were covered with metal, they could walk through rocky places. They could walk through thorny places, never get a scratch, never have their shins shredded by those thorny bushes. And the enemy would often come and kick a soldier in the shins, but because his legs were covered with metal, the kick would have no effect. And in the same way, when you have the peace of God working in your life, it is just amazing. And I know you've seen this in people's lives. They can be walking through the roughest situations and they're not moved. They're just calm. They can be walking through thorny situations and relationships that could be so devastating, but it just seems like they're fine. It's like the enemy is just kicking them and kicking them and kicking them and they're unaffected. And in fact, you might look at them and even ask, how are you doing it? And they might look at you and say, doing what? What are you talking about? They're so protected in a bubble of peace that they're not even aware that they're under attack. They can't see the attack like other people can see it because the peace of God is a keeping peace. And if you're going to stay where God called you, and if you're going to advance, 
you have to have this bubble of divine peace. I'm telling you, it is a powerful weapon, Joel. I think a lot of people could say, you know, I have more peace because I have more experience. But I don't know if that's necessarily true. I'm thinking about the story about Stephen, how he was the first martyr. He was dying. Yeah. He was, he was being martyred. But he had such peace. It's amazing. People, you know, the, 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 the Bible says that you could see the glory of God on him. And he prayed for the people who were killing him. He had such peace that he could pray for the people who were martyring him. He well, asked you know, for forgiveness for them. But how, yeah. do you, how do you get this peace? Like these shoes, they were intentionally tied around the feet. You've got to be very intentional about having peace. Well, guess how you have it? The loin belt of truth. The loin belt, if you have the loin belt, you're going to have everything. Well, the loin belt of truth is the Bible. Well, when you read Ephesians chapter 3, it says, Let the word of God dwell in you. You know, the following verses say, And let the peace of God rule in your heart. When the word of God is fixed in your life, it activates this divine peace that we're talking about. And so if you want to really have peace, get in the word of God. The Bible says that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the, when your mind is in the Word of God, it activates the peace that we're talking about. So you need to be intentional about reading your Bible because that's the way you really tie this peace into your life. Denise? Well, I've been studying Gideon. <clears throat> and you've been reading a lot in the Old Testament. Yes, I love it. And Gideon, you know, he, God asked him to do some amazing things. He had a horrible self-image. He said, I'm the least of the least. My tribe is the least of the least. I'm the least of my family. God calls him mighty. And, and Gideon, if you read it, it's Judges chapter 6. G Gideon argues with the Lord three times, three times. Finally, Gideon, the, the Lord says to Give me a sacrifice. Well, he gives him the sacrifice that, that God described. <clears throat> and the Bible says that fire came from the rock and consumed the sacrifice. Well, this is, this is quite an experience for Gideon. And look what happens. It's in verse, verse 22. What, what chapter? Of chapter 6. It says, now Gideon proceeds. Of what book? Judges. Now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. So Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for I've seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then 23, then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. 24, so Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. And if you read the next verse, Gideon is now able to advance forward and do exactly what God's told him to do. The next thing Gideon does, he tears down the altars uh, to Baal of his fathers because of peace. Peace is the great enabler. Mm, that's so powerful. It enables you to, gives you movement. It enabled him. He was not able to do it, Rick, even though God, he argued with uh, the Lord three times. Well, you know, if you don't have peace in your life, you can't move. You're paralyzed. But when you have peace, you have hobnails on your feet to hold you where you're supposed to be, which yes. means you can maintain your territory and it gives you the ability to move. It's a bubble that protects you. But hey, we have to cover one more verse about peace. Uh -huh. Romans 16, 20. 
Ah, oh, this verse is so powerful. Oh. Paul says, and the God of peace, peace. shall bruise Satan under your feet Short. shortly. What in the world does that mean? Well, Paul's a linguist. Paul's brilliant. He knows exactly what he's saying. When he says shortly, that word shortly is a word that described the way that Roman soldiers marched in formation. And when Roman soldiers marched as a group, they took short, heavy steps. They pounded the pavement as they stomped. Now remember on the bottom of their shoes were nails. Nails. And they were told, you are Roman soldiers. If anybody's dumb enough to get in front of you or even to fall in front of you, you don't stop to pick them up or to ask them to move. You just keep marching. Well, let's say 200 Roman soldiers compounding the pavement with those nails on the bottom of their shoes and somebody falls or tries to get in front of them. They don't stop and politely say, excuse me, would you please move? They just knock them flat and keep marching. Well, by the time the 200 Roman soldiers have taken those pounding steps over that person with nails on the bottom of their shoes, what do you suppose that person looked like? Don't think there'd be very much left. It'd be a pretty ugly scene. And that's why Paul says in the God of peace, peace will do what? Bruise Satan under your feet. Shortly, the word bruises the word threbo which is the word used to describe crushing grapes under your feet. Well, how did they make wine? They put them in a big wine vat and they stomped on them until they squished the grapes. You could feel it squishing between their toes. It's also the word used to describe the grinding of bones into dust. And the Bible here is saying, if the devil is dumb enough to get in front of you, which means he will, the devil will get in front of you. The devil will say, don't come this direction. The devil will try to oppose you. He'll say, oh, if you come this way, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get your kids. I'm going to take your money. He'll try to stop you. Paul says, hey, if he is so stupid to get in front of you, just knock him flat and keep marching and make sure you pound on your way through because God, the God of peace, will squish him between your toes, will crush him, grind him, to dust like bones as you come pounding through with the peace of God and leave him on the trail behind you and you move forward to take territory. Now I'm thinking about all the things that God has told our family to do over the years and how many times the enemy has said, you better not try it. You cannot do this. And do you know what? I cannot remember one moment when we ever said to the devil, would you please move? Oh my goodness, we can't do this. We have just chosen to believe we can do what God has called us to do. But you know what, Denise, if we didn't have the peace of God, we couldn't do that. That the peace of God is a keeping peace. The peace of God gives you tranquility, even in the midst of a difficult situation. The peace of God gives you the ability to move movement. The peace of God protects you. So even if the enemy tries to stop you, you don't feel his brunt. And it's really because of the peace of God working in our life that we have been able to do what we have done. You know, right now I'm writing our autobiography, which is called Unlikely. It's a thousand pages. And when I read this autobiography, which you're going to love, it is such an unlikely story. The whole thing is unlikely. How has anybody done these things? It's very unlikely. You know what the answer is? Peace of God. 
the peace of God has been an operative weapon in our lives, and it's a weapon that God has given to you. It enables you to advance. Denise calls it the great enabler. I liked that. He is, and he's a person. There's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the peace of God. The Holy Spirit, he, he, provide, he puts the enabling power on us to have the peace of God. But then Paul goes on to say, and taking the shield of faith. Well, here we have a shield, a replica of a Roman shield. You say, well, where did you get that? I ordered this from Hollywood. This is from a movie. And I have several of them. We got them hanging around the ministry in different places because we want to be reminded of the shield of faith. Now, we don't have a lot of time to cover this, but tomorrow night we're going to really cover this. But guess what? The word shield is the Greek word thurion. You know what the word thurion is? Mm -mm. The word thurion is the word for a door. A shield was thurion. It was like a door. Like a door is oblong. It's tall. It's wide. A shield was designed to cover you from the top to the bottom, from the side to the other side. And there's something else. When you've got faith working in your life, it's a door opener. It will take you places. Oh my gosh, that's powerful. Faith will open doors. It will take you places. But when faith is activated in your life, you're covered from the top to the bottom, from the side to the other side. And I can just hear somebody saying, well, I just wish I had as much faith as somebody else. That's wrong thinking. Because the Bible tells us in Romans 12, 3, God's given to every man the measure of faith, which means you've got enough to make sure you're covered. Don't worry about what somebody else has. God gave you enough to cover you. When a Roman soldier came into the infantry, he was measured and a shield was made for him. Men were different sizes. But every man was given a shield that covered him from top to bottom, side to side. God has given you enough faith to make sure you are covered. Mm-hmm. Your faith is enough. And your faith is a door opener. It will take you places. Interesting also, it says above all taking the shield of faith. Above all in Greek is epipassin. It doesn't describe faith as the most important weapon because we've already seen that the loin belt is the most important. Above all, epipassin means out front. It describes the position of faith, covering all, out front. Faith is something that is out front which is interesting because even the word faith, the Greek word pistis, describes something that's projecting. It's like a bullet that's been shot out of a gun. Once you shoot that bullet, you can't say, whoops, I'd like to take that back. It's already on the way. Faith moves forward, and when you've latched hold of faith, your faith will take you places. But we're out of time. Tomorrow night we're going to come back and we're going to really talk about the shield of faith. And we're going to talk about the helmet of salvation, And we're going to talk about the sword of the Spirit. It's going to really be good tomorrow night. But guys, I've just enjoyed this week so much with you. And we still have two more nights of home group this week. But hey, it's time to go to bed. Mm -hmm. Time to go to bed. Make sure you're walking in peace. Make sure you're walking in faith. How do you do that? By getting in the Bible. The Bible will help you really tie that peace in your life. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God, if you want faith to be a fixture, you got to get in the Word. So read your Bible tonight, read your Bible tomorrow morning, and sleep well. I have a word of knowledge. Yes. There's somebody listening right now, and the enemy, so many things have happened to, to come against you, to come against your faith, come against your family, your body. And the enemy said, I'm going to crush you. 
I'm going to crush you. You're, you're going to be a failure. And, and people are going to look at you and they're going to think that God isn't real because he wasn't real in your life. He's just coming after you. And right now, I'm saying to you right now, take this. The Holy Spirit is rising up on the inside of you to say, no, devil, I'm pushing you back. And everything that I have placed my hope in and my faith in is absolutely the truth. And you are moving out of my way. The power of God is on you right now to do that and to shut the devil up. Amen. Praise God. Grab hold of that word and we'll see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed that teaching, please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.